Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Before we get to today's OBR Newswire podcast, I want to thank our sponsors, Blue Chew, proudly helping male enhancement in the bedroom, discreet doctor's visits available through Blue Chew in a chewable form tablet. Get that doctor's visit done online. Get the first package delivered to your door in a discreet packaging. First package free to your door. Only pay $5 shipping using the promo code BLUEWIRE. Again, that's Blue Chew, helping you improve yourself in the bedroom. Chewable tablet can take it on an empty stomach, take it on a full stomach. You can do whatever you need to do. Same ingredients as Cialis and Viagra. Again, that's Blue Chew using the promo code Blue Wire. And again, betonline.ag are trusted partners who are going to be able to offer you fantastic betting opportunities with their welcome bonus using that same promo code Blue Wire. Going to give you chances to win through Madden simulations. They have a $10,000 free tournament that you can join. They also have the UFC fights that you can bet on, among many other shows, the online poker and the blackjack, going again to betonline.ag, the trusted and quality online gambling source of all Blue Wire podcasts and the Blue Wire Network. Now let's get to today's OBR Newswire podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Friday's OBR Newswire podcast. Great episode coming up. We are going to start talking with John Stephenson during our Friday film sessions about Lamar Jackson, how we defend him, and the multiple different ways in which you can attack him um, through the run game and the air. It's going to be a great and perfect complement to his film rooms that he has put up. There is one at the OBR. I'll talk about it in the interview. Uh, But John just gives great insight, man. Great detail. He is a a defensive coordinator and really understands this stuff at a high level, does a ton of research. I hope you're following him at All22ChalkTalk on Twitter, has great insight, and a busy guy who takes time to set aside to look at the X's and O's and deep dive on things. And uh, his his segment here and how he's going to tie together defending the Lamar Jackson running game is it's great, and I'm really happy he can join us over the next uh, three Friday episodes and provide his insight on this. And you can really learn a lot about defensive football from these podcasts. So again, I would really encourage you to have up the article that is at the OBR for subscribers, have that pulled up, and then kind of go through the article with John and I's discussion on how to defend him in the first three parts of his nine-part uh, series here. So um, yeah, let's get over to our interview with John Stephenson. All right, John. So as we look at the Browns, and the perspective of winning the AFC North. Uh, the, the the road travels through Baltimore after last year's breakout season for Lamar, after their 14-2 and record. Uh, surprising loss in the playoffs, but I don't think that will be a thing that continues to happen for them. The Browns will have to figure out, and everybody really, right? Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, everybody has ambitions to win the North. And it's how the hell do you stop Lamar Jackson? I think we had an Ask the Insider question that spearheaded this uh, it got the ball rolling for you um, in terms of thinking about and presenting a way in which you as a defensive coordinator would attack Lamar Jackson um, and, and attack the Ravens offense, which is so well run 
and um, is is it presents it presents a, a ton of unique challenges that not many teams across the league present with a player at that position, a quarterback that can do things that really nobody else in the league can do from a, from a skill set standpoint. So, um, you know, back and forth discourse you and I have had. You've come up, up up with nine things. Your first article that can be found at the OBR today, which is absolutely phenomenal, attacks those three of the first nine things. So let's go through the nine things. Just read them off to me, and then we'll talk about the three things that you attack in this first piece that'll be up at the site today all right here we go so um, we have uh, number one who gets the ball uh, number two motion better have a plan uh, number three uh, eat double teams number four post snap line movement uh, number five single high coverage on rundowns uh, number six match moving gaps from the fullback number seven dime package uh, number eight inverts and number nine the gauge aid and pushing jackson to the sideline Okay, so this is where there are levels to this, right? <laughs> the, the, the phrase Absolutely. is true. There are really I, levels to how you defend this guy. And those nine bullet points, when you sent them over to me, I thought they really hammered out um, a lot of the, the things that you have to knock out as a checklist, as a defense, to say, are we handling these things correctly? There's mm-hmm. a discussion over the next few Thursdays uh, into Friday. You know, we, we record these guys on Thursday night and their Friday release. Um, we'll just, we'll get into the discussion about personnel usage on defense because I think a hot topic that continues to come up around the Ravens and when they've been defeated with Lamar yeah. is how many DBs are on the field and is that high volume of DBs something that everybody should be doing? Um, and we'll talk about that later. And I think that's something John and I had some discourse about, and I find it fascinating. There's some talking points there, yeah. but I really want to attack the the basics. And your number one, right? I think if I heard you right, was who the hell has the ball, right? Is that number Correct. one? Correct. Okay, so talk to me about sort of your angles in here in which you can determine who has the football. So uh, before we get, uh, I guess before we nail this down, um, I want to make clear that we're talking about um, defending Lamar Jackson as part of the Ravens' rush attack. Yes. So, um, you know, rather than, you know, getting into, uh, you know, here's our coverage plan, here's our blitz plan, here's our pass rush plan. We're focused on, I think, his single, um, you know, single most dangerous area. We have limited, you know, limited limited resources, limited time to practice, limited time in the film room, you know, only 11 players on the field. So we can't stop everything at once. There's no perfect call. So when it comes down to it, when I think about, um, you know, what, what, what's the most dangerous thing on that team or what, what can beat me with that off? So I think about Lamar Jackson in their running game and his, and his sort of role in it. So um, then getting into our first point, who gets the ball, um, this is the idea. Um, we know that most of the, um, most of the run plays have um, you know, some sort of read, so they're going to leave a defender unblocked, and it appears that Lamar is reading them. Now, I don't know how many of those are true reads and how many of those are um, they're just telling them, you know, give, just hand the ball off and – the booth will call down if we want you to, um, you know, if we want you to pull the ball. So I, I can't speak on that. I don't think that, um, you know, every single, you know, quote, read unquote play you see is a true read from Lamar, but um, some of them definitely are. So, so going back to that, we have this unblocked defender, um, you know, and um, to keep it simple. Quarterbacks looking at the unblocked defender based on their movement, you're going to decide whether to hand the ball off to the running back or whether to, you know, hold onto the ball and pull it. And, and, that, and that's why, John, fine. kind of to be elementary for some people, that's why, you know, if you if you were wondering what makes this so difficult is, right, the defense is eliminating one player every snap. Or, sorry, the offense is eliminating one player, right? They're reading yeah. one player. And, like, okay, so I'm going to take it to a base level again here for folks who – and, and, and this is just something to think about for as you listen to John explain this at a deep level is – 
traditional NFL offenses are having when the run game is 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 being used, it's ten players, right? The quarterback is usually out of the picture on run game. Ninety eight percent of of quarterbacks are just handing the football off. That's ten players against eleven players. Well, Baltimore's unique because they're using eleven players to run the football. Uh, to attack defenses and the quarterback is heavily involved and then they're also taking a defensive player out of it by reading them they're going to make that guy make a decision that's where the word option comes from make that guy make a decision and then off of that defender's decision to either play the running back or the quarterback they either hand the football off or the quarterback is going to keep it so just at a base level that's what John's looking at here what you can do to determine who gets the football on every snap. And this is what makes Baltimore so challenging is that they are playing 11-on-11 football and sometimes even making it 11-on-10, which is 11-on-10, which is so rare for NFL defenses to face. And most of the time, you, you don't see guys who are as athletic as Lamar but can also present the passing challenges. So that's why we're looking at why this guy is such a weapon. And John specifically is attacking how you stop the run game first to make him have to throw the football. So back to you, my friend. I just wanted to kind of clear that up for some folks yeah it's a great explanation jake so um comes down to this the um you know the defender that's being read is in a situation where it's you know head head i win tails you lose he's going to be wrong no matter what he does mm-hmm. so um we know that again lamar jackson is looking at this player he's going to either hand the ball off or he's going to pull it and run based on what this defender does so we know what exactly his key is, what he's looking at here. We know if the defender, um, again, try to keep this as simple as I can, if he stays wide, essentially if he holds a spot at the snap, the ball's going to go to the tailback. If he chases inside as Lamar and the running back meet up at the uh, handoff point, something called a mesh, then Lamar's going to pull the ball and run through that area he just vacated. So it's an either-or type thing. So... Knowing what, what exactly the quarterback's you know, give pull key is right here, just sit out there wide and force him to hand the ball off. Because once it, when it comes down to it, who do you want to tackle? Do you want to tackle Lamar or do you want to tackle Mark Ingram? Or do you want to tackle Mark Edwards? Or do you want to tackle Jeremy Hill? Or do you want to tackle you know, J.K. Dobbins coming up? So uh, easiest way to do that, just, just give, him, give him a give key every single time. Go in, you have to go into the game with, um, you know, with multiple ways to do this thing here, with multiple checks. You can't just stay stacked. You can't just you know, force a give, force a give, force a give. So you're going to have to have change-ups where, where you have this player you know, that, that's normally staying wide. You know, do something different because offenses have their own adjustments and you know, fixes to this too. So you, you can't get predictable in it. But just as a base, you know, a, a base defensive call going into this game right here, um, Lamar doesn't get to keep the ball on these replays. It's that is that simple. Unless you want him to, and you're you know you've schemed something up, and where you, you know you're 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 triggering him to pull the ball, but you're attacking you know that area with with other players. You know, and, and you better have back. a player like Derwin James who can do that, right? Like yeah, that. Yeah. That's a big part of it. You don't want Lamar pulling the football with a scraping Jacob Phillips. With all due respect to the young man, you don't want to put him in that situation one on one. You need to put players that can handle him in that situation and I think that's why you gear your mind tells you it's better to make them give you know the football to Mark Ingram instead of having Lamar on the perimeter against people that can't handle him right yeah yeah it's just what what hill do you want to die on do you want to um you know do you want to get beat by Lamar Jackson or do you want to get beat by Mark Ingram or Gus Edwards again which which is more likely to happen you know exactly yeah you're I mean Lamar is going to more often than not out athlete you than any in any given yeah. situation yeah, so just get the ball out of his hands. 
Go tap I dig someone it. else. I dig it. I dig it. So let's talk motion. You, you say better have a plan. What's your plan for motion? Okay, so looking at the Ravens' offense, something they do that's um, you know tough to deal with is they use a ton of pre-snap, mo- pre-snap motion. Pardon me. Um, particularly, they use um, you know jet motion. So you'll see they uh, they'll have a tight end flexed out. You know he'll be aligned in the slot, and then he'll he'll start running across the formation. So a lot of teams do that, but um, where, where Baltimore differs is that at the snap, while this player's running, so he's crossing Lamar. Um, he's he's not there to take a handoff. He's not a threat to get a jet sweep or something like that. But what he's going to do is he's going to wheel around and he's going to add himself to the blocking scheme. So mm-hmm. you now you have a moving gap. You have another player, you know, to, to mess with your box numbers now. So you have to find a way to match that. And frankly, you know, like think about typical um, motion when the defense is playing man coverage. The you know the defender that's assigned to that player is going to just chase him across the formation, right? So. The problem is, though, that a player trying to chase like that is not going to be able to just stop, turn, and add himself you know, as, as another box defender or another run defender right there. It's just it's inefficient. It doesn't work very well. So um, you know, from, what I, from what I noticed with, with these teams that, that you know, did relatively well defending Lamar, is um, a lot of them use the concept I call it yanking the chain. And this is something that you really just have to get the visuals for. But um, essentially, rather than... Rather than chasing this motion, you're going to have uh, your linebackers and um, generally one of your two safeties. They're essentially they're going to bump down towards the motion. So rather than trying to chase it, or rather than you know asking the defensive lineman to you know stun or stem into another gap, you know just before the ball snap, you're going to let your second level defenders make those adjustments there. And all you're doing is you're matching numbers and you're trying to eliminate the uh, you know the tough angles that are created. The blocking angles, particularly from um, you know by that motion when that player just turns and wheels up. Yeah, and you have a lot of good videos in this article. I'm currently yeah. watching them as we go through it. And what they will try to do is run that lead option, right? Which is where uh, they'll they'll even flatline motion that tight end Mark Andrews, and they'll loop mm-hmm. him outside of the read key, and they will give the quarterback the opportunity. Like if I'm an offensive coordinator and I know, hey, I'm going to get a crash end more often than not. How about I have a, a flat motion tight end here who can loop or fullback who can loop around and lead block for my quarterback pull. So a couple videos you have is an example of that, which is the mm-hmm. Browns sort of perfectly yanking that chain down the line, matching up numbers, and then Lamar pulls it. They go to run that lead read option stuff, and the Browns are perfectly in numbers and have them out leveraged. Uh, like I said, there are examples of uh, Cleveland doing this. There are examples of the Chargers doing it um, that you guys should make sure you're checking out those as, as we go through. Um, maybe listen to this one as you're reading uh, you know, some ah, of this stuff here. Right, because then you can get the visuals and go through it. So uh, yanking the chain concept is great. Uh, anything to add to that one before we go to number three? No, no. I think um, you, uh, you put it well right there. Okay. So, yeah, yanking the chain is great, and it's a good, you have to see it to understand it. It's literally just everybody in cohesion moving with that pre-snap motion, that flat motion that can cause a lot of people to get outflanked. Uh, what's worse than Lamar running into the open field is when he has a freaking lead blocking tight end and you're out and out leveraged with numbers. It's a, it's a nightmare and you just as a defense. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just, it's a beautiful thing when you see a team do it in unison, just all the way across. When you watch all three or four players, you know, you see the safety drop down and then you see each the linebackers just slide one over and just, you know, the way that they all sort of, you know, the way it works, you know, after the snap and you know, the, um, I, I believe I have several examples of the Bills doing it. They were, uh, you know, all the teams I watched, they were the best team at, at yanking the chain. And I believe they probably had, I think they had, um, I mean, the, the best defensive game against Lamar and his running ability this season. 
I know it was a close it, game. It's it's, it's such a ch- it's a chess match, man. Like it, yeah. it's 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 really a chess match that's right in front of you. A lot of times, quarterbacks and secondaries will have chess matches, and the common viewer can't see it on the TV view because. You know, they, they just mm-hmm. specifically hone in on the quarterback dropping back and you don't get to see those things. But this is right in front of your face. That's the beauty of the Ravens' offense is that you can see those chess matches happening uh, every single snap. And I think that's what we're trying to illustrate here is, yeah, the Browns put a couple good snaps together, but um, in that second game that they played Baltimore, not consistently enough. And that's the challenge. Yeah. Baltimore keeps coming at you. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. They keep coming at you. They're so well coached and they're so disciplined up front that they keep coming at you with a variety of ways in this option, and you just have to be prepared for everything. And that takes us to number three before we stop for today, which is eating double teams. So not necessarily splitting, but eating double teams. So what do you mean by that? Okay, so um, going back to uh, point two, think about we have our safeties, we have our linebackers constantly on the move to deal with all this motion. So as part of that, um, and because the Ravens, just with the motion they use, with the types of blocks they use from you know the tight ends, from the fullbacks, um, they run a lot of power, so you're going to get a lot of pulling guards, you know, counter, pulling tackle, pulling guard. Um, well, that story is that you ha- your linebackers have to be able to move. They're moving gaps, so your linebackers have to be able to move in order to match them. To do that, they got to be clean. You can't have offensive linemen getting these jump-throughs to the second level and picking them off, you know, before they can cross their face and, and get to where the ball's going. So, you know, rather, as you said, rather than you know, focus in on splitting these double teams and getting, you know, quick penetration in the backfield. Um, I'm, I'm more concerned, particularly with my interior guys or from my interior guys. I'm, I want them to just eat up that center guard or that guard tackle combo. And I want my, I want my linebacker to do the moving against this team. Yeah, I dig it. I think you have to, especially with, it's going to be interesting with how the Browns, you know, uh, they, they don't have a bunch of space eaters up front. So it's 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 definitely not in their mo. They seem to have a lot of penetrators. So I'll, I'll be fascinated to see how their interior guys eat double teams. I think Billings is a body that's a little more built for that. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, you have to. You, if you want your linebackers moving around and yanking the chain and moving uh, as some motion goes and really being able to move and scrape and gap exchange, different things are going on. They cannot be hampered by guards climbing and tackles climbing to the to the either front side or back side untouched you just can't it's just a debilitating thing and like we said with Baltimore they're so well coached that you have to be able to eat those guys even do a little bit of defensive holding up front right maybe try to get away with that every now and again and uh, it's so rarely called and you really have to try to get away with it so listen that was 15 minutes guys we could do this for like four hours probably but we're going to try to keep these nice tight and compact This will go fantastically with John's article, which is so well done illustrating these first three points. I hope you get on there and read that today for our subscriber base. I think you guys will really enjoy it as you get to understand how teams are kind of trying to prepare for Lamar Jackson in this offense that is so dangerous. And we just wish somebody would have hired that coordinator away from from Baltimore, but he he remains... He remains intact, unfortunately. So we'll deal with it another year, and, and we'll see where it goes from here. But, again, please make sure you're getting on. If we're saying things you don't understand, read the article and watch the videos as it goes through in perfect symmetry, one, two, three, down the down the line here. You can follow along and listen to what we're saying. Watch the videos and read the article as well because it's just it's great stuff. And John will have two more pieces coming over the next two weeks. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us, guys. Hope you have a great Friday. Hope you have gone to the YouTube channel and watched Donovan Peoples-Jones Film Room. We have a quick little hitter up there, about 10 minutes or so on his game that complements the film room that we posted just last week. Um, And then also, you know, keep an eye out and make sure that you're 
studying up John's film room like we talked about here earlier and learning about how the Browns can hopefully defend Lamar Jackson in the coming years, especially with that wicked run game option stuff that they have running down there. Again, hope you uh, had a good time with us this week. Brent Sobleski joined us on the OBR Film Breakdown channel just yesterday. Uh, go check that out if you can. Talking about the Browns' biggest offseason moves as he ranked them according to where they were across the 25 biggest moves in the NFL. Make sure you check out that feed. Make sure you're subscribed there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure, again, that you are subscribed to this iTunes channel, giving us the likes and the uh, the, the five-star reviews. We appreciate those. Anything that you can give us and share and expands our audience and puts us up at the top of the feeds for, uh, for all the Browns podcasts. And we're trying to uh, provide insight, different angle, doing as many things as we can. Appreciate your feedback. Appreciate your support. Have a great Friday and have a great weekend, guys. Until we talk next time, go Browns.